Hello, I'm Regina Botras and this is Backstage, where we talk with the who's who on stage, in dance, comedy and performing arts, speaking with the leading theatre makers of our times and how they came to the stage and what drives them and inspires them. And my guest in this podcast is Michelle Law. She is a writer working in print, screen and stage and she wrote the highly acclaimed play Single Asian Female commissioned by Le Boite Theatre Company which earned five-star reviews before coming up to Sydney to a sold-out season at Belvoir Street Theatre in 2018. She co-created, co-wrote and starred in the series Homecoming Queens uh, which was the first SBS on-demand show web series commissioned, uh, winning many uh, awards and, and accolades there. She's written for ABC, SBS, Fox, Network 10 and the Nine Network and is the writer of an up-and-coming drama series Safe Home for SBS and Kindling Pictures. She's written for many mag- magazines, journals and broadsheets and newspapers. Uh, she, in 2014, co-wrote a comedy book called Shit Asian Mothers Say with her brother Benjamin Law and is currently working on several theatre commissions as well as a feature film, TV projects and a, a new book, Asian Girls Are Going Places, published through Hardy Grant. And she's here to talk with me about Top Coat, which is on at Sydney Theatre Company at the moment, getting great reviews, uh, cross-body-swapping fun on stage. But first of all, please welcome Michelle Law. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so thrilled to be chatting about all things top coat and more. I can't help wonder about this production because it's body swapping. Wonder where the idea came for this because I am half Egyptian. I grew up very dark curly hair. I've strained my hair and coloured my hair so that I don't look as, you know, Egyptian as I did. And always used to, I love wigs because you kind of get this way to see the world, how other people might see you differently. So I just love this idea. Tell me about where the idea originally came from to tell the story. Yeah, the original inspiration actually came from a photo series that was in Oprah magazine. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the, the photographer was examining shifts in service roles and um, negating stereotypes in in service industries. So in the series, some other photos were things like a Latina boss lady at home in her mansion while she had a white maid cleaning up. Like I think she was vacuuming the carpet. And then another photo was a young white girl in a, in a toy store and she's looking up at these rows of dolls and all of them are like, you know, black and Asian and she has no dolls that rep- represent her. Mm. And then um, one of the images that really stuck with me, which sort of inspired the play, was um, a row of Asian women at a, a nail salon laughing and talking on their phones and they were all getting pedicures done by white women. (laughs) And it sort of struck me because I'd never seen that image in reality before and to have those power roles shifted in quite a literal sense. Um, I sort of wondered, you know, what would happen in a body swap situation if that were to occur? And um, what sort of dynamics would we see shift? And what would each of those people learn about the other person's life and what Um, what they're experiencing and at the same time you know there's just been so many conversations about um, 
systemic racism and, and white leadership in not only the arts, but other sectors as well. Mm. And um, how that can contribute to, um, I guess, sustained inequality and and how systems are in place to, you know, keep the powerful powerful mm. and how, you know, though people might have very good intentions, they're not sort of even conscious of the harm that they might be doing because just inherently of their own identity and the privilege that they have. Set the scene. So who have we got in this particular story and what roles are we swapping? So uh, who you've got in top coat is uh, Winnie, who is a nail salon worker. She's a Chinese-Australian woman and she's sort of quite fed up with a lot of the microaggressions and the racism and the uh, entitlement that she's experiencing from her mostly white clients at her workplace. Mm. And she is uh, trying to navigate how to do customer service well because she wants to ultimately open up her own nail salon. That's her dream. Mm. And one of her clients is a woman named Kate who's a white TV executive and she works as a commissioning editor at um, a fictional sort of multicultural broadcasting corporation in Australia. So she's she believes that she's quite woke uh, and, and that, uh, you know, she's across all of these issues and she's an expert in them because that's what her job is. Uh-huh. Um, and there's a mysterious event that happens one night at the nail salon when it's just the two of them in the store and they end up um, swapping and literally living in each other's shoes. Wow. So does it like look at that, their own views of their ways of thinking? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, what Winnie finds challenging is that she needs to be able to find her own voice and and own her her sense of authority in order to fulfill her dream of being a boss and owning her own business. Mm. And she she needs to find that through this body swap in order to return to her normal life. Whereas Kate she needs to see the impact that someone of her standing and someone of her race in her leadership position at this company, the kind of the kind of harm she's doing without realizing, mm. um, the kind of the level of privilege that she has, um, the way that, you know, just because her workplace might feel diverse a lot it's often a trickle down effect it's you know whoever's at the top sets the tone for the workplace and she may or may not be the right person for that role mm-hmm. so how do you write kind of comedy and and deep ideas in this together is it just kind of you set the scene first and then it naturally kind of it comes out I think, yeah, I think that's absolutely it. The The concept itself, it's such a funny fish mm. out of water scenario and so many comedies, body swap comedies like Dating the Enemy or yeah. Freaky Friday yeah. Yeah. or Big or 13 Going on 30, you know, all of these people who have gone through this body swap process or body changing process has to learn some kind of important lesson mm. and they're doing it by inhabiting a life that they would otherwise have no experience with. So they're Mm. literally seeing a completely different world perspective, Mm. which I think is really important. And something, you know, our director, Courtney Stewart, talks about a lot is how, you know, during the pandemic and even even till now, so much of 
what's happened has been quite divisive and, you know, led to sort of fractured social hierarchies, you know, especially when it comes mm. to things like anti-Asian racism. Yeah. And so we need shows like Top Coat to sort of remind us of our commonalities and the things we need to learn about each other's lives mm. in order to sort of find our way back to each other. Mm. I wonder how you dealt with, uh, often I think of those sort of you know, screen comedies, you get this um, internal world is available somehow to the audience or the viewer and it's not just about how they see the world. It's it, I can't help but think of how the world sees them differently and how that changes their... Um, I don't know, empowerment or disempowerment and what they learn from that. Was there an internal voice? Like how did you deal, is that also part of the the show? Yeah, I think so. I think that's a really, it's such a complex, nuanced way of looking at it and actually <laughs> manifesting the body swap on stage was such a difficult challenge because it's different when it's film because, you know, you can have the actors acting in a certain way, but then we had to sort of, engage with the question of, oh, you know, politically speaking, like what do we, what kind of body do we want to see in the corporate space? And what kind of body do we want to see in the nail on after this in the mm. in the nail salon after the swap? Yeah. Um, so not to give too many spoilers away, but we we tried to navigate that in a way that I hope is quite clear and affecting. Mm. Um, but definitely I think when you say see Winnie, for instance, in a corporate space when she's living in Kate's life and people see her as Kate she talks about there's one line in the play where she real she feels like she's had a holiday from white people and she didn't realize how long she was sort of holding her breath and um she can sort of exhale for the first time and I think just um the body swap trope really allows for them to completely give themselves over to a totally different life experience mm. um, and, and experience in Winnie's case the privilege of someone in Kate's position whereas Kate is experiencing you know she realizes that she it would be much more difficult for her to find a job as a as an executive in Winnie's body mm. um, and she's experiencing a lot of the powerlessness that people in sort of service industry roles have. Mm. Um, and that's both, for them, it's first, both, like it's a very formative first-hand experience. Mm. Is there something in there about, like, what does she learn? Is there is there something empowering for her that is also about state of mind that is elevated beyond the body, therefore, in the end? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm very conscious of giving spoilers away. <laughs> But for Winnie, it's absolutely when it comes to, you know, finding her own voice and finding her own authority and realising that she is, um, she's able to take up space and feel confident in that and, and own that. Mm. Um, whereas for Kate, I think the realisation is that she has to do more listening and um, take up less space yeah. and be willing to, surrender some of her power in order for real equity to be achieved mm. she's very much like a white feminist <laughs> in <laughs> and in the in the sense that you know a lot of the equality that she thinks she's fighting for only really serves women like her who are white how interesting well michelle law thank you so much for joining me it sounds like a lot of fun thank you so much no worries thanks so much for having me regina 
That was Michelle Law, the writer of Top Coat, which is playing until the 6th of August at the Sydney Theatre Company at the Wharf. Get along and see it. It just really digs into some of those ideas we've talked about and it sounds like a whole lot of fun at the same time.